Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Properly Purple. My name is Tommy. I'm your host. You can find me on Twitter at Skullhype or right here on the Variety Sports Network. Uh, welcome back after the bye. I hope everybody's ready to get uh, your blood boiling again the way this team has been playing before the bye. But you know what? Five and one is five and one. I can't complain a whole heck of a lot there. Uh, trade deadline coming up. A lot of things going on. The whole direction of this franchise could change in the next few days here going into the trade deadline. Uh, a lot of things circulating. I know I got an alert today that Alexander Madison is a name that a lot of teams are coming calling about. I don't see the Vikings trading Madison, especially with the uh, Delvin Cook in- injury history and the way this team is going. I think they want to have a back at the ready in case Delvin Cook were to miss some significant time. Uh, knock on wood that that doesn't uh, end up being the case. Uh, some other news you saw from the NFL just recently here. Jamar Chase is the breaking news as I'm recording this here that he's going on IR with a hip injury. Going to be out four to six weeks. That does not help the Bengals at all uh, going forward, especially, you know, maybe they pick up a receiver at the deadline. I don't know what they're going to do there. That's a huge blow uh, to the Bengals. Uh, as well as we saw uh, division rival defensive end Robert Quinn get sent from Chicago to Philly for a draft pick. That's in a way it's good because we got to play the bears again, but you know, come playoffs, you might have to play Philly again. So, I mean, we might just see him again anyway. I'd rather face him in the regular season than the playoffs as I'm sure many of you would have as well. Uh, and then we also saw Kadarius uh, Tony from the giants get traded to the chiefs this afternoon, as well as I'm recording this. Uh, it's kind of been a whirlwind day and I think we're only going to get more news as the weekend goes on here at trades and everything else. But as we kind of get into Thursday, you know, teams are getting their game plan set. So I don't know that we're going to see, a whole heck of a lot get put into place as we roll into the weekend here. We have Thursday night football tonight. Should be a fun matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of storylines going on in there. Mark Andrews, I know, has been battling injury. I've been following that one for my fantasy team the entire week. It's driving me nuts. I need to know if he's in or not. Um, obviously, Tom Brady headlines going on. Apparently, Giselle gave him some ultimatum that he has to retire. Um, God knows if that's this, during the season or, after the, or if this is his last year or what. I thought he should have stayed retired in the first place. He had no business coming back other than money uh, in my eyes, as far as I'm concerned. So I think uh, there's a number number of things that there's going to be talked about on Thursday Night Football tonight. Um, And we have uh, the Green Bay Packers, who've lost three straight games to the Jets, the Giants, and then the Commanders. Like, I don't get what's happening just across the state board here in Green Bay, even though Green Bay is on the far other end of Wisconsin from the Twin Cities here. Um, yeah, just a lot going on in the NFC North. The Lions have been a semi-competitive team in a lot of their games, but just haven't gotten the job done. The Bears got a huge win on Monday Night Football, blowing out the New England Patriots, and then you know they go trade Robert Quinn. That shows that they weren't really meant to be competitive right now. So who knows? They might kind of go into offloading mode, maybe try to get some more trade assets to try to build around Justin Fields uh, going forward at the deadline here. Well, anyway, let's jump into our week eight preview. The Vikings we saw before the bye got a huge win in Miami to go to five and one. A lot going on in that game. The heat was a factor. Uh, Kirk Cousins didn't have a great game. The offensive line kind of struggled Ed Ingram, but uh, Ed Ingram right guard, especially Uh, the defense played very well. We kind of knew they had a favorable matchup against that Dolphins offensive line. And we knew we were going to be facing Skylar Thompson, a third string quarterback. And then, uh, I'm sorry, I got a work alert on my phone here. I apologize. Um, we knew Skylar Thompson was going to be the starting quarterback for that uh, that game and ended up leaving the game with a thumb injury. Teddy Bridgewater, our former quarterback that we know and love, uh, ended up entering the game. Played pretty well for that 
two and a half quarters, however long he was in the game, or three quarters or so, however long he was in the game. He played, I thought, very well. Obviously, the couple picks are going to negate that, but I thought overall, I mean, he threw for 300 yards or so, like not even playing a full game. Like, shows our pass defense is not that great. Um, yeah, the Vikings lead the NFC North at five and one. Green Bay fell to three and four over the bye. Like I was just saying, a lot of issues going on just over about four or five hours from here over in Green Bay. Uh, the Vikings have a chance to gain yet another game uh, on the division in a favorable matchup at home against the Arizona Cardinals. The Green Bay Packers, who are in second place still, uh, are at Buffalo this week. So that's going to be another uh, tough one for Aaron Rodgers to overcome. Maybe uh, maybe they can do it. I don't know. I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers is never going to – or never has a chance to not win a game, I guess. would be <laughs> – I think that would be ridiculous to say. We've seen the guy do it for so many years. Uh you know, we've seen some good performances from the Packers. I mean, three wins, and they weren't exactly slouch wins either. Um, I think he's got it in. I think that could be a very competitive game and a good game for national TV. And then, yeah, our, uh, Vikings are at home at noon, at least right now at noon. That game apparently might get flexed to 325 on Sunday. Uh, so keep your eyes out on that one. Uh, elsewhere around the NFL this weekend, like I mentioned, we have the Ravens and Buccaneers tonight, a matchup I'm looking forward to mainly because I have – Lamar Jackson, Mike Evans, and Mark Andrews all in fantasy in one league in that one. Um, so I got a lot of interest in that one. I need a big night from those guys. Uh, and then we have another London game. We have the Broncos and Jaguars, the Jaguars being the home team over there. At, at, uh, they're playing at Wembley Stadium, no longer the Hotspur Stadium. Uh, sounds like uh, Russell Wilson's been hoping to play, wants to put on a good show for London. So we'll see whether or not that holds true. I I think the Broncos should win this game, but I'm skeptical to pick them, especially with Russell Wilson up in the air. But I've seen the Broncos just disappoint me time after time this year. I don't know that I'm comfortable picking them to win a game. Uh, either way, that should be a good one to wake up to on Sunday morning. Uh, we also have Panthers and Falcons. Uh, Falcons are favored at home. However, I think the Panthers, we just saw without Christian McCaffrey, without their head coach, just romp Tampa Bay last weekend. I don't know what was going on there, but – I'm going to say the Panthers can do it again on the road here. Maybe the Falcons have a better game plan or the Tampa Bay just slept on them. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I'll take the Panthers on the road after seeing what they did last week. Uh, Bears and Cowboys, now that they got rid of Robert Quinn, I have even less faith in the Bears. But, yeah, give me the Cowboys at home. I think they should win this game pretty handedly. Uh, Justin Fields did have a pretty good game on Monday Night Football. Dak Prescott is back for Dallas. This could be a sleeper matchup in my eyes, but I like Dallas at home uh, to win it here. Uh, my upset pick of the week in my pick em pool was the Lions over the Dolphins in this next game in Detroit. Uh, the Lions are just due, man. Like, they can't be this bad the whole time. And I know the Dolphins are getting healthier. They got Tyreek Hill still out there. They got Tua back. Um, a lot of things going right for uh, Miami, who might be one of the best four and three teams in the league currently. Uh, but I'm going to take the Lions at home. They're a sneaky, sneaky team. We saw it with the Vikings here. They've been in most of their games this year. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions at home to win this game outright. Not even You can take the spread to cover yourself in case they lose by a field goal, but I'm going to take the Lions at home here. Uh, Saints and Raiders, another interesting matchup. Sounds like Jameis Winston's been fully cleared. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been setting the league on fire here these last few weeks. I do like the Raiders on the road to win this game. They have not won a game on the road this year yet, so that'd be something to watch. Uh, the Saints need to get something going, so it's kind of a big game for both teams there. Uh the biggest game of probably the noon games is Patriots and Jets. And you probably didn't think you'd be hearing that in 2022. Uh, 
Jets are five and two and the Patriots are three and four. Jets are leading the AFC East and they're looking to, you know, dig their toes in and stake their claim as number one team. I think they can do it. I really do. I think the Patriots are kind of reeling. You know, they got the quarterback battle over there between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Uh, the Jets have looked really good. Obviously, uh, they just acquired uh, James Robinson from the Jaguars as, uh, to be a running back. I don't know how much he'll play, but they still have Michael Carter uh, and all and a couple other names over there after they lost their uh, rookie Brees Hall for the season to that terrible knee injury, wishing Brees Hall a speedy recovery. Hopefully he's ready to go by the start of next year. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Jets at home here. I think the Jets are going to go to 6-2. and two. They've been Their defense has been pretty good. Uh, offense, you know, I'm interested to see what, B, what Bill Belichick draws up to go against them, but I don't see a reason why the Jets can't win this game at home. Uh, Steelers and Eagles, you know, it's getting to that time of year where some teams just pull some crazy upsets, and this could be one of those games, but I just don't see Steelers going into Philly and beating, you know, you know the, cross, the Pennsylvania rivalry of Pittsburgh and Philly. I don't see Pittsburgh going in there and winning, but, you know, to write it off would be insane. Any pick and pull, I'd be picking the Eagles in this one, and fairly confidently. I'm not sure. Current spread, according to Vegas, it's at 11. I'm not sure I like the spread, but I think the Eagles get the job done at home and move to 7-0. Uh, Titans and Texans, another one I think could be a closer matchup than people might think or want to be comfortable with. Uh, but I will take the Titans to win very, very slimly. I think the Titans are going to pull this one out uh, on the road in Houston. Uh, the snoozer, the three twenty-five games, Commanders and Colts, like boring. I mean, other than the fact you know Sam Ellinger is now starting for the Colts, so if you're into, uh, into the you know rookie quarterbacks or guys getting their first shot, you're gonna like this game for Sam Ellinger. Uh, Commanders obviously playing with Taylor Heineke um, after the injury to Carson Wentz. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's back and healthy, it seems. Uh, Commanders are back with uh, Brian Robinson, the man that was unfortunately shot. Uh, before the season started. Uh, Antonio Gibson's been a decent number two back for him behind Robinson. Um, I'm going to take the Colts at home, though. I think, you know, Taylor Heineke and uh, Scary Terry McLaurin have that great chemistry out there. I just think the Colts at home are going to be fired up with this quarterback change and rally around Sam Ellinger and are going to get the job done. Uh, The fun one of the 3 o'clock games, uh, 3 and 4 49ers. I don't know how a team with this stacked of defense is 3 and 4, but they are. Uh, Going down to SoFi Stadium and playing the Rams. uh, Give me the 49ers on the road here. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a bigger role this week, and I think that's going to help their offense tremendously. I think this defense has Sam Bradford figured out. We saw it last year late. Uh, we saw it even in the first matchup. I, I believe the Rams may have won. I don't recall. Uh, but either way, I know this 49ers defense is going to come ready to play, especially against a team they need to beat in this division. That division is solid tight right now with the Rams 3-3, three and three, 49ers 3-4. and four. Seahawks are winning it at 4-3. and three. And you also got Arizona, who's looking to get a big win in Minnesota this weekend. Uh, in the game I just mentioned, uh, Seattle is at home against the Giants. Reluctantly, I'm going to pick the Giants on the road. I think Brian Dable is doing some incredible things with this team, and I'm going to take the Giants to go to seven and one. I didn't something I didn't think was going to happen in 2022. They've kind of been the feel good story this year behind uh, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, Saquon Barkley back and healthy after his myriad of injuries. I, I think that there's a lot to like from the Giants, and I'm going to pick them to win, even though I think this is another one that's going to be a very close game in Seattle in front of the 12th man, who's very fired up right now the way the Seahawks have even started out. I don't think anybody had them at four and three. Uh, Sunday night football, as we mentioned, is Packers at Buffalo taking on the Bills. 
Uh, Bills are a heavy, heavy favorite right now. I don't know that I'm buying that spread. The Packers are a better team than three and four, and I think anybody that's you know watching this year knows it. They've just blown some really, really bad games, especially the last couple of weeks with the Jets and Commanders, games that they should have won. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo at home in a pick and pool, but uh, I'm not writing off the Packers. They could easily start right in the ship this weekend, and they got if the Vikings are going to keep winning, the Packers are going to need to do the same if they want to keep pace. Uh, Monday night just got a little less interesting without Jamar Chase plan. Kareem Hunt could be traded by Monday uh, from the Browns, so they might be without a couple of players that are gonna be, it would be fun to watch in this matchup. Bengals at the Browns on Monday night football this week on ESPN. Uh, Joe Burrow's been on a tear of late. I know I went against him in fantasy last week. I think the guy got 50 points out of him, and it kind of sank me from the get-go. Uh, without Jamar Chase, I'm interested to see what happens. Nick Chubb, who I believe is the best pure running back in the league, even ahead of Derrick Henry, uh, going for the Browns. He's been solid this year. Already has eight touchdowns in seven games, 740 rushing yards, over 100 yards a game. Uh, he's been a steady, steady workhorse for this offense, and I think Jacoby Brissett's going to continue looking to him. I think they're just counting down the days until uh, – uh, Deshaun Watson is able to make his debut after his 12-game suspension for his extracurricular activities. Um, even without Jamar Chase, give me the Bengals on the road. I think that they're a better team. The Cincinnati defense been playing better. Uh, and I don't think they need Jamar Chase. They still have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Mixon. They got enough weapons out there that will substitute uh, the absence of Jamar Chase while he's gone. So let's dive a little deeper into the uh, – game at this show is revolved around the properly purple show uh so the minnesota vikings at home currently a noon game apparently might get flexed at 325 i think they would have made that announcement sooner if it was going to um but uh yeah that's this sunday day before halloween so maybe some spooky vibes coming out of it uh, a lot of injuries popping up here for uh, Arizona. James Conner is questionable. Darrell Williams is questionable. Matt Prater questionable. I know they signed Rodrigo Blankenship. I did not see if he stuck around or not. Uh, BC Johnson's the only guy listed on the injury report on ESPN right now, um, according to uh, according to this ESPN injury report. <laughs> uh, BC Johnson, only guy listed injury reserve, obviously off for season with another torn ACL. Um. I think there's a lot to like from the Vikings this weekend. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings at home. I think Kirk Cousins is going to – I think the team's going to come out of this buy and play a little better. Ed Donatel is just so scared of giving up those big plays. He'd rather give you 8, 10, 12, 15 yards compared to, you know, trying to get you into only blitzes on third down. I think it, you know, kind of drives me insane personally. Um, but, yeah, get, uh, the Vikings are – averaging 23.2 points per game, and the Cardinals are averaging 22.3, so very similar offensively. Defensively, the Cardinals are allowing 25.1 to the Vikings, 19.7. So the defense, even though the yards are kind of up and down uh, on defense, they've been buckling down and holding them off the points. Uh, Vikings are allowing a total of 401 yards a game, uh, kind of atrocious in my eyes. Uh, they are gaining 354.2, Cardinals 367.1, so very similar. Kyler Murray, obviously the dual threat quarterback. Call of Duty comes out this weekend, so who knows? Maybe his drop off will come. No, I think that's you know it's fun to joke about, but I don't believe that's really the case. Why I think teams just kind of figure him out after so long. Uh, Kirk Cousins comes into this game with fifteen hundred two passing yards, nine touchdowns, and five picks uh, on the season through six games. And Kyler Murray comes in with six hundred sixty seven yards passing, seven touchdowns, and four interceptions. Uh, Kyler Murray does also have. 
about 33 more completions more than Kirk Cousins and has thrown for 165 yards more, two fewer touchdowns, and one more pick. So quarterbacks are very comparable there. Uh, Eno Benjamin going to get the start uh, or may get the start with uh, James Conner's injury. He's got 265 and two touchdowns this year. Dalvin Cook has started to break out a little more, had that huge run at the end of the game in Miami. He's got 450 yards and four touchdowns this year. I would love to see Dalvin Cook get more involved in this offense personally. Uh, He's – you know, he's been a workhorse back for us. He's used to getting 25, 30 touches a game. I'm not opposed to giving him less volume, but I would like to see him more involved in the way he's been. Uh, Marquise Brown is still the Cardinals' leading receiver, had 485 and three touchdowns before he uh, left for the season. And Jamar Je- or Jamar Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson is our leading receiver at 654 and two touchdowns on the season. Obviously, those two huge games, week one and uh, last week in Miami, had a ton of yards, just didn't find the end zone. Uh, very similar teams. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins back and Marquise Brown out. They also traded for Robbie Anderson, so I'm interested to see how much more he's involved this week. I think he only played a handful of snaps uh, when they played last Thursday night just to kind of get them used to running around with their offense and seeing some things. Um, but uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a problem for this defense. He's probably still one of the more talented running backs in the – running back – wide receivers in the NFL. I am tongue-tied today. It's been a long day. Uh, I, th- I think he's going to cause some problems for our defense, especially the way we've been letting up the pass. However, I do see Kyler Murray struggling. He, you know, kind of seeing it, you know, he's got four picks. He's only, you know, showing those obviously very short yardage passes. He's under uh, 10 yards of completion there. So very, very short passes. Um, and obviously we know he likes to run. We saw that ridiculous run against the Raiders. He had to tie the game. Uh, I think this defense obviously just needs to play a little bit of uh, what do call a uh, spy defense where kind of a linebacker stays put kind of behind the line, making sure Murray doesn't have 15, 20 yards to take off uh, downfield. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think you got to throw Harrison Smith over the top of him. I think Smith is one of the few safeties that can play a cover over him. Uh, as, no matter if it's uh, Cameron Dantzler uh, or Patrick Peterson covering Hopkins, I think Dancer might be a little quicker than Peterson, but Peterson's been one of the best, uh, what do we call it, like line coverage, getting right up on that line of scrimmage and really bumping them uh, to make them lose their footing. So maybe we'll see that a few times as well on Sunday. Um, Cardinals team is nothing to sleep on. They're three and four, two and one away from Phoenix. The Vikings five and one, three and zero oh at home. Vikings, I think, are favored more because of their record. Um, but uh, I think the Cardinals will be a good test. We get kind of a different look. We get to see a mobile quarterback. Uh, something that we're going to have to be ready for, especially if we might end up playing Philly again. Jalen Hurts kind of had his way with us last time, and they have a good receiver like the Eagles do and DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown. Uh, pretty good running back. You know, Benjamin's obviously a young up-and-comer, but I think he could play a similar style to Miles Sanders, even though I think Sanders might be a little better at this point. Um, so a lot of things to like. The Vikings really want to try to become top dogs in the NFC. Obviously, they need Philly to lose a couple games, and they just got to keep winning. Uh, we know we said we saw Kevin O'Connell today. Uh, five and one means nothing if we don't go out there and finish it, or something along those lines. I know he talked about how nothing matters before now. It's like they can be sitting as pretty as they want without uh, repercussions. But you know, it's how you're going to respond. How you're going to come out of uh, after a week off? How you're going to respond to that? Especially in the Cardinals themselves have had a long week, uh, a pseudo bye week, if you will, with the. Uh, Thursday night game last week. So they, you know, they're going to be well rested too. So I think this could be a very fun game. Uh, yeah, I think a uh, very fun game. And 
I'm gonna. Uh, I like the Vikings at home. I, I'm very interested to see uh, how this plays out, uh, especially with the Vikings. I want to see Kirk Cousins throw the ball better. I guess uh, he hasn't been great this year, but he also hasn't been terrible. Obviously, those picks. We know he had three in uh, Philadelphia week two, so obviously that's where three of his five picks come from. That's you know 60 percent of them. Um, and there's other things to kind of look at uh, in this game as well, especially you know the positions that the Vikings might be in position to trade for, like a cornerback or a wide receiver. Um, obviously we've heard some names pop up there throughout the last week or so. Is Alexander is this Alexander's is Alexander Madison's last game as a Viking? I don't believe it is. Um, I think, you know, like I had said earlier, Delvin Cook, injury history, you want a guy like Madison ready. Uh, if a team comes in and blows your blows your socks off with an offer of some draft picks, sure take it. But uh, I don't think that's something that they're going to be chomping at the bit to do. I do think Patrick Peterson and Cam Dantzler need some help. And the defensive secondary, Chandon Sullivan's been serviceable, but not great. Um, and, then, you know, we got other names for wide receivers popping up, like Jerry Judy's name has popped up. Um, Cardarius Tony at one point was tied to the Vikings. Obviously, he was just traded to the Chiefs. Uh, there's been a ton of names out there popping up. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Vikings do at the trade deadline and how they pursue it. Um I've seen some people calling for an offensive lineman. Um, Garrett Bradbury has been much better. Ed Ingram is kind of my question mark. He's kind of play to play. I feel like as bad as that sounds, he's had some plays where he looks great. And he's got some plays that somebody misses an assignment between him and Bradbury and Kirk Cousins goes down within two seconds and just doesn't have time to make a read or anything. Um, so I don't know that they'll make an O-line move. Uh, those tend to cost you a little more. Obviously, all good O-linemen are at a premium. Um Brian O'Neill's been our stable horse. Uh, Christian Derrissaw has been an ass kicker, quite frankly, for the Vikings offensive line. Uh, a lot of good things to like up front. Ezra Cleveland's holding steady, an improved year from Garrett Bradbury. Just got to get that Ed Ingram right guard to work a little better than it has, and this would be a solid group. Irv Smith has played better since coming back uh, from injury. He's uh, got a touchdown in Miami. Uh this group looks good. They just need to play a little more consistently. Obviously, our special teams are looking all right. Greg Joseph has missed a few, uh, few kicks the last couple weeks, uh, unfortunately. So hopefully that doesn't get to him too mentally. Maybe the bye week did him some good. And Ryan Wright, special teams player of the week after that seventy-three yard punt with that bounce went probably 78, 80 yards, just unheard of. Especially in the humid air of Miami, you would think that would kind of kill it a bit. Maybe in Denver that thing goes 80, 85, <laughs> like just an insane punt. Uh, he's looked very good. However, I don't like having to punt. That's <laughs> the only downfall to having a good punter is that, you know, he gets a lot of use. Um, but also that the Vikings are confident in him and they can pin him deep. Uh, there are several reasons to have a, uh, a good punter on your team here. The Vikings five and one don't have a whole lot to complain about. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals coming to town this weekend should be a fun, fun matchup, but lots of great NFL action all the way around this weekend. Uh, hopefully your team doesn't make any trades that you don't like. I'm hoping the Vikings do make a couple moves. So I think it could help solidify them as a legitimate NFC contender. If they can find some improvement, namely at quarter at cornerback, uh, I think Nick Mullins is a suffice backup should something happen to Kirk, uh, as well as wide receiver. Uh, I just, another playmaker is not going to be a bad thing for him. Uh, possibly a tight end, a blocking tight end would be on my deep wish list if they want to make multiple moves, but I have several things I'd like to see done before that. Uh, also, maybe a defensive lineman. I know I've talked about maybe another D, uh, D tackle, uh, D end possibly with uh, – you know, obviously Smith and Hunter now being linebackers, maybe they want to go try to get a cheap defensive end. That's going to be a rental for a half a year. 
Uh, they have a number of things they can do. I know they got a little cap room here to play with as well. So I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, best of luck to our beloved Minnesota Vikings and your favorite team out there as well. Until next time, Skull Vikes.